Welcome to HeroClix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shay McClure, bringing you the meta-casual perspective on HeroClix, sharing my insights, thoughts, and experiences with other players who love this awesome game at all levels just like I do. Whether you are playing a casual home game, local tournament, or at a regional or national event, taking on the latest meta team, this is the podcast for you. All comments, suggestions, or questions can be directed to our email at lostinclicks at gmail.com. That is L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Also, private message me on acrealms.com under the ID of Colossus 10. Or go to our Facebook page of Heroclix Borderlands where you can message me or just read the latest articles and videos I have run across about this wonderful game. This is the second supersized episode where we go over the rules. This, this is episode 13, Judge Dread or Dread Part 2, where me and Matt finish up our discussion about the rules. So listen up and enjoy and let us know about how you feel about this episode. We will pick up right where we left off in the last episode. Enjoy it. Now we can jump over to Article 7. Carry and inherent abilities. I'm going to actually ask you to talk about this because this is another one of those articles. I'm like, uh, okay, what are you talking about? <laughs> I understood the carry part. Yeah. The inherent abilities was just getting to me. So why don't you take that over? For a while. Okay, so when they added tiny size characters to the game, they, they kind of they wanted to make them decent by giving them bonuses and some of the bonuses were like if you're trying to shoot them from range you get plus one defense and stuff like that and then they realized okay now we have an extra size of character we always had giant and colossal in normal size now we have tiny size too maybe we need to do some more to work with that and that's where they came into this well you know if, if you're if you're carrying somebody you know that's smaller than you now now this the whole size difference thing it isn't just a flyer carrying a boot person, you know. So that's where this inherent carry came in, where they said you can carry someone smaller than you. Re- regardless of what abilities you have or whatever, you can carry someone smaller than you. And they they put this on here too. They just kind of worded it kind of differently. And they call it the basic carry. So everybody, you know, has that inherent ability. And that's what that is. Inherent abilities are like, uh, combat abilities like you know uh, flight and stuff like that, but these are ones that every character has, regardless of who it is, regardless of what their size is, what their movement speed is. They all have this inherent ability, and one is the basic carry that allows you to access to carry someone smaller than you. And then it talks about how they're looking at vehicles and how vehicles on them it lists passengers. And basically, it, it, it's, it's their way of saying this is how many characters this vehicle can carry. And they were thinking, well, that's a really cool way of describing that. Why don't we just apply that to everything else that applies to carry? So they went back and they reworded flight. So now it just says passenger one. Instead of saying you know, this guy can carry one character, they just say passenger one. It's, it's a much more simplified way of describing you can carry someone. When it says passenger a number, it means characters that you uh, that don't have wing because uh, that would be illegal, and it can't <laughs> be a smaller size. Which that's what's kind of confusing. I, I'm not exactly sure. I, I guess carrying someone smaller than you is only allowed through the basic carry. 
if you have flight, you wouldn't be able to carry someone smaller than you, which is kind of weird. So, like, let's say you're flight. You can't carry two smaller characters. You can carry one smaller character through the inherent carry, but then you can carry a regular size character that's not flight through the regular wing flight carry. And that's where it gets kind of complicated. So, so they did stuff like that, and then they changed the whole uh, modifying speed part of carry, where it used to be if you're carrying anybody other than a tiny character, or, okay, if you're carrying anybody that's your same size, you get a minus two to your movement. You know, So if a flight character normal size is carrying a boot character normal size, they get minus two to their movement. What they did was they just said, if you're carrying anybody, regardless of their size, you get minus one to your movement for each person you're carrying. So now Galactus carrying Ant-Man gets minus one to his movement, which is something I don't really agree with, but that's something. And now uh, the rule of three can apply. So like that Green Lantern team ability we were talking about earlier, if you're if you have a fifty point Green Lantern piece that's flying and he wants to pick up eight characters that are boot, you can do that and you'll get a minus three because that's the cap to the rule of three, a minus three to your movement. Which can hurt certain pieces that can carry multiple pieces like three to four characters. The time chick from Renee Teenage Tilly. Renee, Renee Tilly. Um, Vanisher. 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 Yep. They don't talk about vehicles in here, right? Do they? Um, they don't really talk much about it. No, they're just saying they're adapting the system from the way vehicles work. So, I, is this going to apply to vehicles? They all have the same negative modifiers when they carry people. I would assume so because, I mean, it says you know older game elements uh, may reference the carryability. This is assumed to be the whole passenger one thing. I mean, I, I would assume they would still get the minus. And, again, it could hurt them, too, because, you know, some vehicles that can carry, like, the, the turtle wagon can carry, I think, four or five pieces. Now they're going to get a minus three to their movement. Unless maybe, you know, vehicles have a special rule to say they don't get a minus or something in the new rulings, maybe. I don't know. Well, vehicles never got a minus to their carryability, did they? You know what? You may be right there. You may be right. I made a mistake a while back about something like that. I thought vehicles were just flat. They don't get because overdrive doesn't currently get in his charged up vehicle a minus when he's when he's moving with the all four people he can carry. Well then yeah, that's right then. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that makes overdrive now more powerful because the modifier like Vanisher now is gonna take a minus four because he can carry up to four and Well, it'd still be the rule of three, so it'd be minus three, three maximum. Yeah, like Pixie, she has a 12 movement and can carry four X-Men. Yeah, right? yeah. And so she's now going to go down to nine movement, whereas the charged up vehicle is going to stick at 11 with its uh, sidestep. So that's yeah. the 13 movement. So, yeah, uh, what do you think about it? What do, you, what do you think? Positive, negative, like it, don't like there's, it? There's things I like about it, like how it's simplified down to the just the passenger system. But I really, I really think tiny characters should been the rule you should never have a a minus to your movement because you're carrying a tiny character i just feel like that's so not comic accurate i feel like at that point they were just simplifying just for simplification purposes they weren't really thinking about what does that make sense whatsoever 
Um, as, exactly like Galactus having a minus one when carrying Ant-Man. Just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And on top of that, you know, like we were talking about, certain pieces that are meant to carry multiple pieces, now they're going to get a, a, uh, you know, a bigger penalty. I wish one thing they would do is, I know some of these pieces that can carry multiple pieces, they have phasing teleport. I wish they would change phasing teleport to ignore all modifications to speed for that wow. move action. If they did that, then that would at least allow some of these pieces like Renee Tilly to still phase in with the group without the modifications. Well, that, that, that affect Vanisher too, because he's got the phasing teleport and so is Pixie. Some of our major carriers are, are phasing teleports. Maybe, maybe that's something they might add in or in future figures. I can understand that. I agree with you. So I guess, uh, were you going to say it's good or bad for the game? I'm going to probably go neutral because part of me feels like that some of the changes probably didn't need to happen at all. But, you know, simplifying stuff, you know, is, is good in, in general. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to sit on the neutral. It also mentioned in here, I think, have they always said this before? You can't carry a character with an object? Yeah, you can't carry a character with an object. Yeah. Even though... It was weird because I remember one of my friends uh, telling me about how it's weird. But So Superman can carry an object and a character because he's flying, but he cannot carry an object that's carrying a character. I mean, sorry, but he cannot carry, carry a character carrying an object. You know, yeah. So it would be the same exact weight difference, but yeah, no. <laughs> for, for some reason it just doesn't work that way. I'm with you. It's neutral. It's kind of clarifying some stuff up. We took a little hit on certain things. Kind of bumped some pieces now. You know, your wing flyers now aren't get that, they're only getting a minus one because they can only carry yeah. one person. So, yeah. so they just got a bump. Uh, the chargers that were taking the minus two are now taking minus one. The ability to carry your empower guy with you and get one more reap. Is it still confusing? Just a little bit, but hopefully it'll clear it up. You talking about it really helped me out a lot. I'm going to go neutral with you. It's just going to be kind of neutral, and we'll see how it kind of works out. It's going to be one of those powers you just kind of watch. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it's it, it's probably going to be a little bit confusing for people, especially when, you know, like I'm reading here right here, a character holding an object cannot carry someone too. You oh, know? wow, that's huge. And your chargers with super strength now can't carry their empower guy in with them. Yeah. Now you're going to you're gonna have to decide between do I carry my empower guy or do I just carry the object? I'm going to move yeah. them up. And to to me, action is going to be very. It's going to be a very big premium. You can't carry an object. You you're going to have to make a choice between carrying an object because you know some characters with that super strength, you don't want them to drop the object, or you or they need that piece with them to help with their protection. Say it's got defend or bizarre green arrow. Now you're going to have to make some hard choices. So let's move on to one of the biggest rules changes, and we've kind of noticed as these articles have been coming out, they've been kind of scaling up their power level. And now, you know, we're going to get to one of the ones that's going to be one of the huge ones, I think, is that's a hypersonic speed and pulse wave in, in their Article 8. And in this, they made some huge, huge changes. Hypersonic characters now can move through squares adjacent to or occupied by opposing characters without stopping. And in their hypersonic speed, they do get a breakaway plus two. It used to be automatic, I believe. Wasn't that right? Yeah, it used to be automatic. But now it's not. It's plus two. And they have the range for, uh, you know, they give this a, a power action. They're going to move, then make an attack, then move up to your speed value minus the number of squares you just moved. So they've split it into two segments, which is a direct going against 
plasticity's power. They also just made it an attack. So you can't use an object with it. So mm-hmm. objects are no longer usable by hypersonic super strength characters. And the yeah. other thing they put out there was this pulse wave, half range, sees through characters, shoots through characters. Other characters within range can't use powers or abilities for this action. Make a ranged attack targeting all characters, at least one of which must be opposing within range and line of fire using their printed defense value. More than one character is targeted. Each character is dealt one damage instead of normal damage. They put down there that protected pulse wave means that if this is applied to a power ability, the character can use the effect during pulse wave. Can't be used doesn't apply to this key phrase. Really minor tweaks to to uh, pulse wave and a yeah. huge change to hypersonic. So what? Oh, what yeah. What's your big takeaway on this? Well, uh, just to be clear, um, currently you get a plus two to your breakaway with hypersonic. But before the 2014 rules, it was an automatic breakaway. Okay. I can so, remember. Uh, I, I live in pre-2014 too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the difference here is now now you have to break away twice. So I mean, if you start your movement next to someone, you have to break away. Then you go, and then you stop your movement. Then you punch somebody. Then you have to break away again if they're still there. You know, So there's t- twice as many chances to roll the whatever and just have the action end completely. I'm I'm not sure if if you go to do the move action and it I you may it may happen where with this new wording that if you fail your first breakaway roll, you can still make the attack and then you can try your second breakaway roll because now it's a move attack move while previously it was just one whole move action. Oh, um, so you may be able to actually fail the first breakaway and still be able to attack, then move. Um, it's it's a huge nerf to plasticity because now they're like, well, I'm just going to run up and punch the plasticity person, and then he'll probably won't have plasticity anymore, and then I'll just break away with a plus two really easily. I think in that aspect, you know, I loved plasticity. I loved being able to go like, okay, they, they can't even hit me, you know, with hypersonic speed. Right. Uh, I guess other than shooting you. I mean, I remember I was at, uh, I, I guess it was the one Whiskey's Open I actually played in, and I was facing a turtle, and he was in stealth, and I, so I couldn't shoot him, and I couldn't base him because he had plasticity. So I was I was playing Mary Marvel, and I just couldn't do anything against this stupid little turtle because, <laughs> you know, he had both counters to my, my, my piece. And now it's going to be easy. I just run up next to him, one shot the turtle with an object and then just run away. You know, it's, I think in that way it makes the hypersonic speed better. But then like you said, you can't use objects anymore with hypersonic speed and that's going to hurt. I think it hurts Mary Marvel. It's going to hurt a lot of Superman going to hurt a lot of Shazams. I mean, that, that's been with the game since I, I would say the very beginning. I mean, I, I, I've, I've heard stories about really strong Superman pieces. The whole reason they made the range half during hypersonic speed was because of this really strong Superman piece that had like a 12 to 15 movement, and he could just run out really far, shoot like eight squares away, and then run back. That was vet icon soups, and he could, yeah. shoot, he could shoot 10. 10. And, and, and he had a 12 attack, 5 damage. He was Oof. ridiculous. And I, I remember I was at a Dragon Con and they were running a big whiz kids and we had and we and the icon set was out and we all got two boosters and you had to make a three hundred point team. And since it was icons and they were overpowered, it was a five hundred point team. 
and we opened up all the boosters. I pulled a veteran suit icon Superman, and everybody oh. went, everybody went, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> a guy who can see through stealth basically had a swing of tw- of I think it's like twenty five or something like that, and a twelve attack with five damage. He was there's no no place safe on the board with him. <laughs> Uh, it was it was, a, it was crazy, and I'm going to tell you the only only match I lost that entire day, and I lost one, is that Superman missed four attacks, rolling a five every oh, time man. at the end of that game. I only got beat by twenty. And also, one thing we didn't mention is they can't carry anybody in the hypersonic because it yeah. does have passenger zero, so it doesn't matter your inherent ability or anything. I assume that means nobody can't do anything. Yeah, and so, also, you know, they can't use objects. They can move through opposing characters. That's cool. You know, they can get past plasticity now, which is cool. But no longer using objects, definitely, I definitely think it takes away the alpha strike that, uh, you know, you see a lot in this game that some people named their whole YouTube channel about. Um, that oh, the, yeah. game, the game had a lot of just alpha strike. I get out there, I KO your main piece before you can even get to me. And then that's basically the game. And I think a lot of these changes is reducing the alpha strike, not being able to combo an object attack with certain powers. Now, you know, you can't do humongous damage as easily anymore. You can't one shot pieces as easily anymore. And, um, I think in that it's good because, Personally, I have a vendetta against like 150 to 300 point pieces. Uh, I see them way too often, and I'm usually playing a fun team or something, and I usually just get creamed by it because I can't do enough damage to them. But at least now, you know, it gives me a little bit more... I don't have to worry so much about them coming over and one-shotting my strongest dude and then me having no chance whatsoever against that piece. I I think it's cool. I think it's cool overall. Without the object, it's just going to be such a big change to the game, though. Kind of like the inability to one-shot a piece with hypersonic. I loved it when it was on my end, but when you're on the other end and you have a hypersonic piece running up, just taking a piece out and you just can't catch up to them. That WizKids Open, one of the matches I lost, I mean, I lost to Eric, but that's a very close game, but I had another game that wasn't close, and it was KC Flash. And I just had no counter to his ability to run up, hit me, and run away. And he had an Eclipso on him, so he's picking stealth. And I had, didn't have any stealth busters, and my team was so slow. It's a very unfun game. And I, I, but I stayed in the game because if that had been a Superman that could do six damage instead of like three, the nerf of plasticity, and they did make plasticity weaker with this ruling, is that, you know, before Hypersonic just had to stop. So it kind of weakened plasticity. But, you know, it kind of bounced out. I don't, I mean, from a comic flavor, I don't know about you, but I don't remember, and, you know, I'm pretty sure somebody's going to tell us that they do remember this, but I don't remember uh, hypersonic pieces running up and hitting people with objects. You know, I remember them punching them. What about Pulse Wave? Do you notice anything, any takeaway about Pulse Wave or is it just kind of a cleanup of uh, just kind of getting to the new uh, terminology? I think it's just, yeah, new terminology. I don't think they really changed anything about it. I mean, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Pulse Wave was already, like, one of those powers. At least when I first started playing, I felt like I just encountered Pulse Wave on a weekly basis because it was just the... To me, I called it a cheap power, you know? Uh, Especially, you know, back in the day when you could use feats 
and there was that uh, that feet you could put on it that would make your pulse wave. Uh, I think that one was the toxic blast or whatever it was called that would make your pulse wave not reduce down to one if there was multiple targets. You know, and I remember one of one of the first games I had was against the Hammer of Thor Ultron that ran in. I think he got. I think he got TK'd out there. Then he ran it, run and shot right in the middle of my team. He did like a <laughs> five or six damage pulse wave and just like decimated everything. Ow. And he, while I was playing more and more, I'd have these strategies. Okay, I have this going. I have this going on. And they just come up and pulse wave and ignore everything. So I, I definitely kind of didn't like pulse wave after a while. And I think that's died down a bit more, the mm-hmm. use of pulse wave. So I guess it's not a bad thing. They didn't really change anything about pulse wave. Um, now that we have the outwit that is can't use, you know, maybe pulse wave it won't be needed as much anymore. Talking about hypersonic speed, you know, the way now that you know you can move through characters, and you know you can uh, move over objects without stopping. I mean, I, I think overall it's it's a good a good a good change to hypersonic speed, and uh, probably pulse wave is pretty good too. For didn't really need a change at the moment. Well, I know I was listening to a podcast. They asked Adam Friedman what his favorite power was. I think it's Adam Friedman. He said, Pulse Wave, because if you don't like the rules of Heroclix, use Pulse Wave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about that. He's right. <laughs> if you don't like the rules of Heroclix, use Pulse Wave. There's no rules. It just does what it does, and you know, you're out of luck. You know what? Flash now can't be stopped by an object in front of a ladder. Yeah. Flash can't be stopped by characters. Yeah, really. He can just he can ignore them. He can move through them. You know, it makes Flash play really well. It neuters Superman a little bit, but really, let's let's be honest. Superman with this new ruling, I don't see any Superman ever coming up and hitting somebody in base to base combat. They will take the half range. Heck, I'm gonna tell you, I would do the same thing with Shazam too, because Shazam has three range. Why would I even try to base somebody? You know, why do I want that second breakaway? Now you can see hypersonic pieces, if they have range, what's what's the benefit to go up and go base? Unless you got unless you got super strength and you can use the knockback. I just don't see a lot of benefit to it. In that case, I, I, I just see that happening. I don't know. What do you think? That's a really good call that even if you're not using an object, if you just have the super strength, you can hypersonic speed right up there, punch them for your base damage. And knock them back that many squares. I mean, that may be a really good strategy. Not it get, it makes them go further away from you. You know, it's kind of like you're moving. It kind of like you're staying at range still, but now it's even harder for them to get to you because you knocked them back three or four, or maybe in some cases with Superman five squares back. I never thought about just having the passive knockback, regardless if you're using an object or not, with super yeah. strength sitting here talking about it, you're starting to come up with strategy that's what's great about talking over this stuff and not trying to keep it in isolation but just think about it. you were talking about map control now yeah. that superman with five damage and hypersonic has a huge map control in where he hits from when he does his hypersonic attack yeah yeah the, the ability to knock a piece closer to your to your area so then at other pieces oh, yeah. follow up yeah you can, you can get you can get kind of nasty. The ability to knock Bizarro Joker five squares closer, or Bizarro Green Arrow five squares closer to another piece that can maybe take him out because you can have to take three attacks to get him out, or a knock him knock him into a dead girl. There's some trickery there. People are going to react kind of hard. They're not going to like it. But there's some stuff out there you can play with. I 
I'm okay. If you're going to give Flash that leeway, I say you do take objects out. And you know what? The change to super strength, you know, us talking about it, you know, it gives Superman some options. And if he doesn't like that option, just shoot from range and run away. I mean, that's really what you're doing. You're, you're mad because you didn't get the extra damage from an object. That's another reason I liked Ultra Heavies going out. I hate one-shots of characters, especially characters six, seven clicks deep. Yeah. And, and, and them getting one-shotted. Outwit their defensive power, hit them for seven, clicks laying over dead. And we've seen the dials. The dials of, of the newer figures are only like six clicks. And yeah. Jakeem Thunder, hypersonic uh, super strength, he's doing six clicks. He's taking out pieces left and right. I want, yeah. to, I want to have the ability to sit on my last click. So. Yeah, I think I think it's good. I think people are not going to like it because the hypersonic pieces with super strength were the point and click pieces. Yeah, uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to be a little bit more finesse with them, but I think that's good for the game. I, th- I think hypersonic, if if left to go overpowered, can just make unfun games like you said against you have a fun team and there's just really no way to deal with it. It comes up and it hides, especially on a whiz kid's office where it can go hide behind corners and you're really having to move hard to try and go catch catch up with it. So we're gonna go on to rules nine. We're getting close to being to the end, and I love this conversation, Matt. It's, it's, it's helped me out a lot. So rules nine is mind control. I'm going to be honest. I don't use mind control a lot. <laughs> so here's what they did. It's a closer range attack. It's a minimum range value of four. Make a close range attack. Instead of normal damage, a hit character has speed and becomes friendly to your force, and in either order may move and or make an attack. Then it reverts back to the old force. After resolution, steal this character one feedback, Feedback damage if all hit character total points value is 150 points or more. Pretty simple, but it changes the way mind control works. I remember when mind control's out, and it's what used to drive me crazy, is you could control a piece, but you could only do one type of action with it. Yeah. You could do a power action with it, but as soon as you got done with that power action, revert it. If you chose it for its outwit, then it's free. That was the action you did. It reverted yeah. back like a Saturn girl who had three targets, they were all three friendly at the same time. Yeah. Until you resolved your actions. Uh, what is your big takeaway about this new change to mind control? I, I I mean, there's some disadvantages, you know, like you mentioned, you know, mind controlling somebody to use outwit or something. Um, you, 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 aren't, you don't have access to all their powers anymore. But personally, I really like it because of the move and attack or attack and move, you know, we were talking about super strength with hypersonic speed, knocking someone closer back to your other pieces. Now you could mind control a friendly character, have him slug somebody next to him and then try to break away and move closer to the rest of your group. So you could then attack them when it's over with. And the way they worded it now is, you know, if you have like a multi-target mind control, they are only friendly during the move and attack part. So you can still mind control three people and have one punch the other and the other one punch that one, and that's perfectly fine. You know, So it works better under the new system than it did of the previous one. The only thing that kind of is, is weird for me is the, the whole feedback damage thing. Because I remember in the past, you know, I think you took a bit more feedback damage for mind controlling pieces, and now it's like you maximum take one feedback damage. And the only time you do that is if the total combined point total is 150 or more. It really makes me wonder, like, what's the even the point of feedback damage? I mean, mind control is a power that really still doesn't see that much use. And they then they've they limited the damage to one at most, and they've put it at 150 points. As if they're continuing to make pieces that make 
do mind control with no feedback damage, and they've been doing that for a while, just why don't you just remove the feedback damage altogether and just see what happens? Maybe mind control would get a little bit more use if there were just no feedback damage. And suddenly those 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 characters that have the three lightning bolts three target my control, suddenly there's no downside to using it. Because it, it, there already is an inherent downside to using my control, and that's you have to make two different attack rolls. You have to hit the first attack roll to my control the target, then they have to roll again to attack whoever they want to attack. So if you miss the first attack roll, you got nothing done. If you, hit, if you miss the second attack roll, you, you maybe move the character out a little bit, but you still got nothing done. So I just yeah. I feel like like mind control should be one of those powers where there's just the it's too random a lot like super senses and stuff like that and there should just be almost no side effects to it you know no downsides to it because of just how random it is so that's my only takeaway I I I think feedback damage could just be taken away completely by now and you're right when I first started mind control damage the feedback damage was every hundred points. Mm-hmm. And they upped it up to 150, and now it's like just one. If they took it away, you know, Charles Xavier all of a sudden gets a lot more beneficial to his use. I think even with this, mind control piece has become more usable. It makes mind control more aggressive. And I think that's good for mind control. Mind control was more of a, what I call like a fragile power. You know, you had to be very careful what you mind control. At times, there was nothing on another team to mind control. Now, any piece on a mind, on a, on another team is a very dangerous moving attack piece if it gets mind control. Yeah, so you're you're, you're going to be worried about a mind control person because every piece now, you know, like well, this guy doesn't have charge, so if he mind control, he's zero range. He does not have charge. I don't care. Well, what Grizzly now becomes this dangerous piece because at forty points, super strength, eight movement, a mind control guy can mind control him, and boom. He's going to hit you, and he deals penetrating damage with an object. Uh, what do you think? Positive, neutral, bad. Well, one last thing I want to mention: you, you uh, talk about giving, uh, you know, opposing characters a moving attack if they don't have a moving attack. You know, like you said earlier, you know, maybe we'll get more characters that can mind control friendly characters, and now you can take some of your friendly characters and give them moving attack. There, there are certain pieces, like you said, that have phasing. You know, that you would love for them to just be able to move and attack once they've moved into combat or moved closer. And after they've done the regular attack from the mind control, then they could do their own attack. When I saw this article, I went out and looked at Doc Samson off the Civil War set to see, to see, that, to read that power because I knew you could mind control friendly yeah. characters. And when I read that it had to be less points than him, I was mad because I was really wanting to do that with Spectre. That's when I was sitting there going, and if I could friendly mind control him, he can move six, shoot twelve, and then shoot twelve, do it again. And he yeah. has four damage, and that's just crazy. But you're right. If we have those friendly mind control, this becomes very potent, and you can build a team around it, which I think that's huge. You know, if they put out a Charles Xavier that can mind control friendly characters, that'd be crazy. Or what about an object? You were talking about an object. What about an object that you get that allows you to mind control a friendly character? Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the person maybe even something where, you know, you have to equip it, and then other characters that have mind control can mind control you if they're friendly. You know, good, bad, or in uh, neutral. I, I think it's good whenever they can take a power that isn't utilized very often and make it stronger. 
So it's good to me. I, I think it's good just from the fact that now I'm looking at mind control pieces. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, those guys were never on my radar. Didn't care for them. Thought they were too 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 squishy. Now I don't know. They they can make a big change in the game, and and they give me attack options. They're now more aggressive pieces, and I kind of like that. I'm gonna go good. This is the one that came out today, and this is probably the one. Just gonna be honest, this is going to polarize the oh, yeah. community. This is one of the major changes right now, and they're talking about invincible precision strike and energy explosion. You know, they're talking about pink powers, and they said sidestepping and power were what they wanted, and they're not gonna make any really change to them because they really liked what they brought to the game. Precision strike is the pink power they said needed a tweak, and and when I say tweak, is just rewording of this entire power that changes the way it's kind of played. When this character attacks a single target, rolls of evade are decreased by one, and damage taken can't be reduced below one. So Precision Strike now no longer ignores Super Senses. Mm-hmm. It gives Super Senses a way out. And they also put in a new thing about Invincible. Invincible was always confusing in that you had a half the damage, and you rounded... What was it? The way it read, it would block half the damage you round up. So, like, poison wouldn't work on Invincible because it'd ignore half of it. It would ignore half of it. So, since it's a half and you round it up, it ignored the poison. But yep. if you did two damage, it'd only ignore half of it. Penetrate and Psychic Blast wouldn't get around it the way yeah. it was worded. Well, they've just changed it and just said, this will reduce by two. Everything, it reduces everything by two, even penetrating damage. And can only take a maximum of three damage at once. And they put a little chart up, and it's it's better against two damage. It's the same against three. It's the same against four. At five damage, it's worse because you'll take three. But at six damage and higher, it just kind of neutrals out. In my opinion, they're just trying to make it a little bit more simple so that the new player can understand it instead of this halving rounding. The energy explosion is different. They changed it into a range attack, and that means it's not going to stack with anything. And you can make a range attack normally, targeting normally, and all other characters adjacent to the original target also become targets of attack. Hit characters are dealt two damage instead of normal damage. So no longer, and I've been through the iterations of energy explosion, like when I was there, when we dealt with splash damage, like everybody that's hit by the attack then splashed onto somebody else and that added up to the damage. To yep. the newest iteration, which is it's now you hit somebody and everybody adjacent to them, it's how many lightning bolts is what does the damage yeah. to them. And now we've gone to a different one, which now we have pretty much, I won't call it locked, but it's a locked damage of two. I want to hear your thoughts. What about this? This is what I consider a big sweeping change, polarizing change. What do you think about it? I'm totally with you. You know, on my way home, thinking about what I was going to say about this today's article. I think today's article will have the the most controversy and discussion. You know, when I got home, uh, well, when the article first went live, you know, I was just just talking about Invincible in my in my <laughs> local Facebook group, and we just had a huge discussion. Just blah 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 blah. Just big changes to certain powers. Just and you know, Invincible has become the number one defensive power on, on strong pieces. You know, you it goes invincible, impervious, and vulnerability on dials now. You know, they don't put invincible later on in the dial usually. Right. You know, so invincible has become a huge power in the game. And precision strike, you know, because 
currently it ignores super senses it's become pretty huge too i mean we had an entire set based on spider-man where right. most of the pieces had super senses and and they actually had to come up with specific pieces it says they can still evade attacks from precision strike pieces precision strike become a huge power in the game invincible become a huge power in the game two decent changes to both of them decently sized changes to both of them is going to generate a lot of discussion and thoughts and stuff energy explosion they definitely changed it of course you know in the past i feel like it was underutilized i mean my past not like Mm -hmm. not your past as much or i don't know i can't speak that far but in my past it wasn't utilized as much i think currently it was utilized a little bit and i think with the new changes it may not even be utilized as much of that but uh, I guess I'll start with Precision Strike. You know, I, I kind of like the whole you get a minus one to your evade with Super Senses because it's like the scroll team ability. You only, I mean, for most pieces, they're only going to get it on a six. Certain pieces like Spider Ham that have a four, five, or six, they're going to get it on a five or six now. That's one thing I think I would like to change. Instead of being a minus one to your roll, just say it, you can only get it on a six. Right. So, now certain pieces, because I know there were certain pieces that had like bonuses that you could maybe even get super senses at a at like a three, four, five, six, if you, if you did it correctly, and then you know, so a minus one wouldn't even affect that really much at all. But if yeah. you, but, it, but if you said it, you could only get it on a six, then that still makes it you know probability of it's really low, and now it's only for single target attacks. We, we were talking about how. You know, they, they changed, well, no, later on, they changed Energy Explosion. But, you know, one of the things was if you had three targets and you had Precision Strike, you know, you could pink three people, and you know, and it couldn't be reduced below one, so you could make sure you did one damage to everybody. But now it's only for single targets. So there's a lot less you can combo with it. You know, you can't combo Energy Explosion with it anymore. You can't combo you know, multi-attack or target mul- targeting multiple characters with it anymore. I think in itself, and now it doesn't even mention Mastermind. So now the damage can be transferred over to a Mastermind mm-hmm. target. So I definitely think they reeled in pre- Precision Strike qu- quite a bit. I'm just, I just want to add on, it felt like they tried to handle Precision Strike through traits in the game and giving certain characters certain powers. And they decided that didn't work, and now they're having to revamp it. And the unfortunate part about that is those characters that they went out and did those special traits for to help them against Precision Strike is now overcosted. They're going to be kind of lost in the shuffle right now with this yeah. change to Precision Strike, and that's and that's unfortunate because some of those characters are some of my favorite characters, but now they're overcosted, and I have them. And what they were really going to be working well against Precision Strike now takes a big hit i just think they're just they got to the point and they said this is too overpowered and we can no longer do it through the figures we're going to have to change the power itself and there's going to be collateral damage when you have to do that yeah it makes me wonder though with precision strike um now that you know it can only be a single attack and stuff it makes me wonder like what's the big difference between it and psychic blast you know with the way Invincible now reduces damage as well. If you're ever trying to just pink somebody for a little bit of damage, what's the difference between having, you know, two damage precision strike or having two damage psychic blast? 
I mean, I, I guess the difference is Invincibles can still reduce penetrating damage. I guess that's the way Precision Strike, they were saying online, one damage Precision Strike can still pink Invincible for one. I, the way I read it, yeah, because it's not penetrating. It just says yeah. it can't be reduced. Exactly. So in a way, you can still pink the Invincible pieces, which they were really trying to move away from with the whole reduced damage taken by two. I mean, that, talking about Invincible in that way, I kind of liked being able to pink. I call it pink, but, you know, to poke, you know, an Invincible character for two damage because I always kind of felt like, well, what's one damage going to hurt them, you know? They're they're already so strong they can destroy your characters left and right, which has definitely been reduced with these rules. You know, uh, hypersonic pieces can't carry an object anymore, and you know, object attacks can't be comboed with certain things anymore. It definitely has been reduced, but I kind of liked that ability. One big discussion I had with someone on Facebook was they were saying, "Well, invincible is is supposed to be stronger than an impervious." It didn't make any sense for two damage to do one damage to him. And I was like, well, the only reason invent- you you are rooting for Invincible to be stronger is because WizKids decided to put it in front of Impervious on all these dolls. If they right. would have if they would have put it after Impervious on the dolls, then it would have looked weaker. And then, you know, well, in its current state, it wouldn't have, you know, needed the big change, you know. It would have just looked weaker. To me, the only reason they created Invincible was they needed a damage reducer that could that could reduce penetrating damage, and they and they say that specifically in the article. You know, we needed a, a damage reducer that could reduce penetrating damage, but they didn't need what what they did not need was a power that was stronger than Impervious. In in certain players' minds, it should be stronger than Impervious. You know, it should be the strongest damage reducer. And I don't think the game needed a stronger damage reducer. If WizKids was trying to really focus on the main reason for Invincible, they probably shouldn't have included reduced damage taken by two because now you directly compare it with Impervious and stuff like that. I would have kept in, can reduce penetrating damage, maximum with three damage taken, and maybe done like reduced damage by one or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now it is in direct comparison, and it's. I guess it's going to go up down to what you're scared of. I mean, really. I mean, if you're scared of penetrating damage, then invincible is going to be the power you like better than impervious. If you feel lucky and you roll a lot of fives and sixes, and you're not seeing a lot of psychic blast, you know, you'll take on impervious because I, I hate seeing a figure with impervious shape change and traded super senses. <laughs> it's three rolls to get out of it. I mean, my worry is by having three powers with damage reducers, it's just going to completely invalidate certain things. Like, we haven't even got to energy explosion yet. By having it locked at two damage, suddenly invulnerability, impervious, and invincible completely ignore all the damage. From from energy explosion, yes, it can. Yeah. And that makes it tough. Especially yeah. now since, in this, and we're getting to it, Energy explosion doesn't stack with psychic blast and precision strike anymore, because now it's a now it's a range action instead of a, whenever you are given a range action. You, do you know what piece actually with these new rulings actually got a lot more powerful? What is that? Is superior foes of Spider Man? Electro just jumped up a several notches because the more target he chooses. 
the, yeah, yeah. The, the more powers he gets. So he can use, if he targets at least two characters, he can use Energy Explosion. If he targets three, damage dealt is penetrating. So if he's using Energy Explosion, all of a sudden his lock two damage is penetrating. Yeah, and because it doesn't say Psychic Blast... It's a stackable power. He's got three targets. He's got Running Shot. He's a Sinister Syndicate. He's only got a 10 attack. I mean, the whole idea of Sinister Syndicate is the share attack. And he is... 70 points, which is a great secondary attacker, and he's what you want in that stackable energy explosion. Sadly, and, you wouldn't be able to use the precision strike he gets whenever he uses a ranged attack because now yeah. it's now it's only a single target. But yeah, the be, other two parts definitely would stack. Yeah, and, and but then that'd be an interesting choice. You're coming up against an invincible character, but he's hiding a bunch of characters behind him, you hit him with precision strike or you hit him with an energy explosion. No, you're not going to do any damage to him, but then the characters behind him, I think electro now becomes this very dangerous piece because he can target three people and do two damage to three clumps of people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and it's all penetrating. I think he becomes this piece that, wow, we need to look at him with the new rules because he might be a little bit more. What else did you want to say about energy explosion? I mean, it definitely doesn't combo with anything else now. That can be bad, but I can understand it. I think there's definitely ups and downsides to locked two damage. You know, I mean, you're talking about a character with one damage normal. You know, now he's doing two to everybody. You know, that's pretty cool. So I I definitely think it's a boon for weaker characters. Even characters that have a single target, they now do two to everybody. Um, But it's also a reduction to characters that already have were actually already being used for energy explosion because they have three lightning bolts and all that kind of stuff. And now, you know, if you had three or four damage, you know, that you can normally deal to your main target and then splash damage to everybody else, now it's just two to everybody. So that can be weak. And I guess the last thing I I was going to say about that is I don't really understand the point of targets, having multiple targets anymore. I understand it in like the situation you said, like three different clumps of characters. So you're going to target, you can target each of them separately with, with it no longer affecting how much damage you do with energy explosion. And most characters not having doing enough damage to divide their damage up among multiple targets. I just, I feel like it's, they're kind of redundant almost nowadays, you know? There's not as many pieces utilizing having multiple targets anymore. It's kind of reverting back to the way I used multiple targets before. We always loved it with Energy Explosion, but it's hard to get clumps of characters. So me and my friend used to use it this way, and it was kind of a poor man's probability control. (laughs) We'd target three, and you'd hope you hit one of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if you got lucky and hit the guy you really wanted to hit, but it's kind of like if I had three targets, I targeted three people. It was it was just in case, you know, I could put zeros on the other ones and really hit the guy I wanted. So it comes into like a poor man's probability control. I don't, you know, I I don't have a great attack event uh, attack ability. Let me target three people. Hopefully, I can hit one of them. I'll hit one. I can target, and then I can decide how to divide my damage up. What do you think? Good, bad, neutral. Oh boy. Yeah, it, I know it, you're going to have to stand on a fence on this one. Well, I mean, I can always choose neutral and not have to <laughs> choose a side. I mean, it's 
<laughs> I mean, I think my words, oh boy, kind of sums it up because it, it's it's gonna. I think it's an article that it's gonna have people talking about it for a while. Here's my big problem: is that this article I think hurts the collectors the most. I think in this this major change in some powers, people in the current, even in the current environment, this change affects so many characters that people love to play and, and it affects so many characters that they currently have in their collection, it's going to leave a huge sour note. I'm, I'm going to go with you. I think this has the most potential to drive people from the game. I think it could be good, but here it's going to be how it plays out on the field. This could be one of those things that breaks the straw that breaks the camel's back for a lot of people. How's it going to play out? I don't know either because they say they've been playtesting these. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if they've been playtesting it, but it, they keep mentioning these group of players they keep talking to, and the players are the players are basically making all the decisions. They're going, do you think this is a good idea? And the players go, yeah, this is a good idea. Yeah, we, we talked with some players, and they thought this was a really good idea. They, they mentioned these group of players, and I, I just wonder who the group of players is because they're making – all the decisions, how to change the game right now. Uh, and then that group of playtesting players have been around for a long time. I remember when I first started playing Heroclix, they talk about these playtesters. They play all these different things that you always wonder, how in the world did this figure get through the playtesting as not something that's broken or shouldn't be used? Were these powers killing the game? I'm not too sure. <laughs> so they better work a lot better and come in line a lot better Otherwise, I, mean, I, I just think older players are going to get kind of fed up a little bit. I, I'm going to lean towards the negative neutral. I don't know if we need to go this far with all these powers. Definitely clumping these up with hypersonic speed. Those four powers, I mean, it's just going to be huge. Just big sweeping changes. It's going to affect a lot of pieces. going to affect a lot of players. I think players could probably have swallowed the invincible. Okay, it makes more sense to me. It's easier to calculate. I could swallow that. I, it's not game-breaking. Precision strike, maybe. I think the energy explosion is going to be the hardest one to swallow. Not, And they say there's not a lot of uh, characters that have three lightning bolts. Yeah, but every single one that had three lightning bolts was, was played by somebody. You know uh, I mean? No, no, nobody was going out going, ooh, that dude has two lightning bolts and energy explosion. That's right. Now, they were, looking, they, were, they were using HC rounds and searching specifically for three targets with energy explosion on it first click. You know, just for that purpose. And now it's like, oh, you have one. Well, this dude has one target. He's just as good as you with three targets. And, you know, like Agent Coulson got a downgrade because he had Psychic Blast and Energy Explosion, didn't he? Yeah, and the the new Boom Boom from Deadpool, she can use Psychic Blast and Energy Explosion. So she can't do that anymore. And if she has no action tokens, she gets plus one attack, plus one damage. Well, she can't do plus one damage with a locked value of two for Energy Explosion. So, like, you're paying 60 points for a character that may only be worth 40 at that point. I I think they could have done a better job with Energy Explosion if they would allowed it to stack still with, with Psychic Blast. I think people would have swallowed the two damage a little bit better if you could still turn it into Penetrating. Do you think it's energy explosion that's going to push people over? Or do you think it's precision strike, or which one do you think they're really not going to like? I I don't, I don't think energy explosion is going to. 
I mean, honestly, I wasn't using Energy Explosion much at all. I mean, when when I first got Boom Boom from from Deadpool at, in the X Force, I really thought she was just a bad piece. I was just like, uh, I mean, I faced one in one of my matches. I hit her for a little bit of damage, and she just didn't do much. It wasn't until I actually started playing her and be like, oh, this kind of works decently, and it mostly was because of the Psyche Blast combination. But you know, I actually that was the first time in a while I used Energy Explosion. And I think Energy Explosion was underutilized before this change, and now it's just not good. It's probably going to be even more underutilized in teams. So I, I don't know if it's going to have as big of an impact because it wasn't, I don't think it was being used as much. You know, Precision Strike was being used a lot, but there were some people that just really didn't like that it ignored Super Senses. So I think you're going to have some people that actually like the change. Um, Invincible. It's one of those things where I think it's I don't think there's gonna be as many people disliking it because it's just the defense power. It's it wasn't you know, it wasn't winning them the game. It just allowed their pieces to survive. So really arguing about invincible is just kind of a semantics, you know. Was mm-hmm. it easier to explain fifty percent rounded up, or is it easier to explain this? I, I think hypersonic speed is gonna be the biggest power that's gonna divide players because that's been you've been having like we said icon superman you know going way back super strength hypersonic speed whacking somebody really hard you know it's been going on for a long time and suddenly now they can't even pick up objects while hypersonic speed that's a huge thing now they can't uh i don't think they can carry anybody now when i or I'm not exactly sure. I'm even getting confused after 10 articles. But, you know, so it's a lot of changes to that one. And like you said, hypersonic speed was a point-and-click ability or power that a lot of people like to use because it was easier to use. And now it's not as potent. You know, in in these 150, 200, 250, 300-point pieces that people love to just sit behind and go, oh, yeah, I'm just going to decimate your whole team before you get to me. Now they're not as easy to decimate with. And I think that people start to have less fun when they can't win as often. And with hypersonic speed getting weaker, people won't be able to easily win as often. And I think that will be the the power that will turn more people away. It could be the death of a million cuts. You know, you cut deep with hypersonic and you do these other changes, you know, people start feeling like, well, this game has changed too much. Oh yeah. 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 They're like, this isn't the game I understand or want to play because when you do these many changes, you, the investment that you put into the game before, you now have to redo. Yeah, all uh, the pieces you went and collected because, oh, yeah, these pieces are good. You know, especially if you're a meta p- player, suddenly you're you're reevaluating everything, you know. And if you're on a budget, you know how, like, piece, you know, can be not that expensive, but that suddenly it's a meta piece and it goes up $20, $30 because of it. You know, all it takes is, you know... a, a a well-known player to find that the the few good pieces with the new rules play it at a rock event and now now that price goes shooting up and people are going dang I traded away that piece and now it's sixty dollars. These two, these last two, the hypersonic and this one, just puts hero clicks in a time where if players are going to stick with it, it's because they have patience. They want to see it play out. They want to see how it's going to do and you know, they're going to be able to just kind of be patient with it. But I can also understand the other side of the fence after such a long investment in time and money that you have to make that decision. If you're willing, if you love the game enough that you're willing to go basically relearn some rules and, 
and and reinvest in some figures. And talking from a longtime HeroClix player, that can cause you to step away from the game. You know, I talked with a, a guy who comes to my podcast, listen to my podcast, uh, Nick, and, you know, he talked about it. He might have to step away from the game, and I've had to do that before, get to a point where, you know, the collection's not fun anymore or the figures I have are going out of date and I don't have people to play with. I had to step away and I had to come back later when I felt a little bit refreshed and felt like, I, you know what, I missed it. Can Clicks survive that? I'm not going to say it's a death nail. I just think this is a lot of change. And like you said, it's, oh, boy, I, right after a hypersonic, it's like, and they also hint at one more article, don't they? This is the next to last one. I don't have it right in front of me. Oh, yeah. We are nearing the end of major changes. We did a complete overhaul, but only this article and the next one contain changes that play testers rated as sweeping. So how can you get more sweeping than this one? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I mean, well, that's a good question. I mean, what powers, if I had to choose two powers that I think if they changed it would be sweeping, I think if there's a possibility they could change telekinesis again. Oh, from, yeah, wow, from the eight? Wow. Well, I because I, right now you, there's the pyramid thing. This per you, you know if you want to send this person over there, you have to have a, a line of fire within all three. They may make it where just the TKer has to have the line of fire to where you're sending them, and suddenly. But that'd, but that'd know, be a reverse reverting to the old rules. Well, that's kind of how they did with energy explosion too. They kind of reverted kind of back to some older stuff. I would say that would be kind of sweeping if they changed that. Maybe like range combat expert, close combat expert, you know, instead of like being able to do plus one into both now, you know, maybe, I don't know, you know, something to do with that. I think those three powers, I think would be the biggest because they've already talked about outwit. I mean, maybe perplex, maybe they're going to change perplex to something. I don't know how they could really change it that much though. I I, I couldn't see perplex. I'm with you. Maybe, maybe phasing teleport. That, that yeah, that's a good call on face and teleport. I mean, personally, I would love to see leap climb adjusted in some way. I mean, I I think leap climb and face and teleport basically do the same exact thing. I don't know why they need both at the same time though. Other, other than uh, trying to get around walls, which face and teleport can. Yeah, um, leap leap climb. Maybe a change to leap climb. Maybe a change. I, that, that would that that'd be a good good option because. You know, you mentioned being able to attack someone on a higher elevation, but even then, you know, most people don't use leap climb. Maybe, maybe they're going to try to work in some kind of move and attack built into it. Well, you know, like Chipmunk Hunk, and, yeah, and the Deadpool people are sitting on him. But you know, I remember the old pounce feet. That is devastating. Being able to just move your entire movement, jump in, and do a quake. I love That's, that piece. I know. I, I I do too for twenty points. That's under cost. Yeah. I believe. I'll Definitely. sit there. You know, and that's that's a great uh, pod killer. So yeah, yeah, uh, I'm on pins and needles. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it, and it's it's just gonna be after talking with Nick and kind of reading this last article. I guess hypersonic was a huge change, and then they went into three more of what they call sweeping changes, and it just kind of beats you down a little bit. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? You know, because I'm like, okay, you did a huge change to hypersonic. What else are you doing? The Spider Man set. Everybody that had a way to evade precision strike is now a piece that what are they going to eradicate it to? A protected? Give them a four to six? I don't know. I mean, because that's wasted points on all those pieces. Gwen, Gwen, I mean, Gwen, Spider, Spider Gwen, Spider Gwen, all of them. 
any piece they put out that says can evade precision strike is now kind of that's why even have that trait because you can anyway you might as well said they evade on a four to six which is going to give them the normal five to six against the precision strike that's the articles there's one more to come out uh can't wait to see it i am just doing patience i love this game i can understand everybody's opinion i'm at the point where i'm gonna have patience i'm gonna see how this plays out and really i can't really focus past anything other than origins <laughs> none of these rules will be in effect until yeah. after origins so yeah. I, don't, I don't even know when they're going to give me an effect so I, i'm i'm preaching patience what about you what, what are you saying like overall about these rules i just want to be able to learn them well enough that i can explain it to everybody um and it's going to be hard because you know, I, I heard I was I, I think I read somewhere that maybe the first product that will have the new rules built into it will be the uh, Harley Quinn set coming out in October. I mean, when are we going to get this printed out in a in a product? Like, when when is the when we're going to get that starter set with these? We're still playing. We're still getting starter sets with 2014 stuff in it. With these new rules, it is so imperative for WizKids to spread the information out. They should be sending copies of the new rule book and power ability card to stores. If a store orders six cases of the new set, they should send six copies of the new power ability card and rule book with them. They should be doing that. So that people have access to this stuff and they don't have to go online every single time they have a question of how it's now worded. Oh, that, that, that should be WizKid's responsibility to do that. Not, not the player's responsibility to go online and print it out. So to me, it's just my, I'm going to focus on trying to learn it the best I can so I can explain it to people until WizKids can divvy out the information in a good way think uh, WizKids is taking a big step and putting these articles out in the front before they make these big sweeping changes so that we can kind of start getting our heads around it and start putting some questions out there. The problem, and I agree with you, in the fact that they need to do a little bit more PR to keep their current player base so that they can attract a larger player base. They're just assuming that we'll stick around because we love Clicks, but they, they need to make an effort saying, we know we're making these big sweeping changes to you, here, we need to give you this stuff so that it makes the transition easier. We're going to be there with you. You just got to trust us in the process, but we're yeah. going to be there in the process with you. If yeah. they do that, that PR side, which I've seen them start to make efforts that way. WizKids has gotten better a little bit PR, but this is one of those, if you're going to make these big sweeping changes, you've got to shore up your player base. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put an analogy out there. It's probably going to be a bad one. But it reminds me of the huge change that happened in college basketball since we're talking about March Madness is when the three-point line got put in. I remember sitting down going and announcers were saying, this ain't going to make a big impact. Nobody cares. And then Rex Chapman went out for Kentucky and scored 35 points. An outside guard nobody had ever heard of dropped 35, and it blew a team out they shouldn't because of the three-point line. It's going to take time for players to embrace these rule changes. And unlike basketball – you know, it's harder to change because you're dealing with figures you've already invested money in that become very different playing wise under this. It's it's gonna be we're gonna have to see how WizKids handles it. I'm kinda glad they put these articles out. I say get it out of the way. I mean, even if it's that far away, we need to get our heads around. It's just a little distracting coming up with the world's championships for me. I'm like, uh, Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna have to keep my normal rules straight because these don't go in effect. So hey, I just want to go over a few uh viewer questions. 
All right. I know it's getting late and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm probably going to break this into a couple of podcasts, just kind of break it up. But it's been great having this discussion with you. It's really helped me out. I don't know how you've enjoyed it. But yeah, you, yeah, it's been but great. This comes from Malcolm. He's, I don't know if you've listened to other podcasts, like uh, I think I saw him Rule of Three, but he's the guy who lives in Japan. Doesn't have to play much, but he loves listening to podcasts. So he's AK. He's known on other podcasts as a man from Japan. So the question he put out on Facebook, he wanted me to ask, is with all the new rules changes going to happen, which hero clicks will get an upgrade or downgrade with the new rules? So what if you had to pick one, just off the top of your head, which one do you think is going to get an upgrade or downgrade with the new rules? I, I don't know if I can pick a specific piece, but I will say this. I think cheaper pieces are going to get an upgrade, not only because there's going to be less of an alpha strike out there, less of an ability to one-shot them, but now, you know, suddenly characters with one lightning bolt, they can use energy explosion just as good as characters with three lightning bolts. Higher pointed characters are probably going to get a downgrade. And suddenly they can't use an object with hypersonic speed. Suddenly they can't, you know, combo certain powers together because they had this power, this power, and that power, and they were over-costed at 200 points, you know. I, th- I think it will shift a little bit towards cheaper characters. And I do think um, because of some of the combos not being around anymore, I think possession may actually take a bit of a hit you'll still be able to do like super senses and pervious and stuff like that. But now, you know, you can't be like, okay, I have a character with three lightning bolts and energy explosion. I'm going to put this possession on them and get them psychic blast too. And now without wit being able to just affect anything, that's, that's going to hurt possession pieces too. Because they can be like, okay, now you can't choose stealth. I mean, you can choose stealth with Eclipso, but you won't be able to use stealth. I, I'm 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 gonna be very specific, okay? Because I thought about this question. I'm just gonna pick one piece that I thought just gets hammered by this, and you can agree with me or not. But since you took the big view, I'm gonna take the small view. If I had to pick one piece that just got hammered, the piece that got hammered was Spider-Man zero four nine on the superior foes handstand, handstand Spider-Man because he yeah. starts with hypersonic. He has super strength. He has yeah. traded super senses that can avoid precision strike. Three new rule changes hit him. I mean, if you look at that piece, the rules pretty much just, just slapped him around a little bit. And he can only use hypersonic as a close attack. He really got hurt. And he's like one of my favorite characters. And that was the one piece I said, well, he might work as a meta piece. But I don't know now. Not with the nurse out. You just have to play him to see if he's point-costed correctly with the new power abilities. Which That's going to lead us into the question from Nick before this newest rule changes come out. He said, which set do you think ref- will reflect these new rule changes? Do you think it impacted the dial design of the Deadpool set? Um, and I'm, I'm going to start with this, and then you can you can chime in. I, I went back and started looking at some sets. I, I think now definitely Superior Foes of Spider-Man was only adding in like clearer language. But looking at some of those pieces, these nerfs really kill it. So I don't believe they had all the rule changes in that one. I'm on the fence on Joker's Wild and I don't know about Deadpool. I'm going I'll be honest, since it's not up in H C realms units, I'm having trouble yeah. looking through all the dolls, you know. It's just a little yeah. 
it's, it's harder to get to stuff and see stuff. And I don't have the quick access and I have to, have to pull cards out, which I like the new cards. Some people hate them, but I love them when it comes to sealed play and just kind of being able to look through my collection and go, okay, what does this piece do? And I yeah, can look at their too. dial. Competitively, I can put a card sleeve on. But but for team building, the cards are a lot easier for me than sitting here going, uh, let me t- click his dial. But so so uh, do I think it impacted? I think some. I, I do believe that I'm looking at Joker's Wild. I'm actually looking all the way back to Uncanny. I think in their minds they were going to make, like you said, an upgrade to cheaper figures. And if you notice, we've moved to a lot of cheaper figures. And so I think in certain aspects certain dials were reflective of some rules changes they had in mind, but I don't know how much of an impact it had on Deadpool. It might've had I'm trying to think back to that Deadpool set. And I don't know. I think I see a little bit of impact in the Joker's wild. What do you think? I, I think back to how long it takes them to make a set. I think they plan these sets out like maybe eight months ahead of time, maybe a little bit more ahead of time, maybe a year ahead of time. Um, Honestly, it seems like a lot of the stuff they're coming up with has to do from play testing from their player group. Mm-hmm. And I think with with it being like that, there's probably not as much of an option that they had that feedback from the player group already 8 months to a year ago before they, you know, I think this has been an ongoing thing with the player group all the way up to maybe even a month ago. And then, then they took a month to write up the articles and all that kind of stuff because they're still changing some of these rules, you know. I mean, you know, they talked about the poison, how, you know, they may go back and try to rethink the poison thing, you know. And, and at the top of every article, it says, please give us your feedback, you know. So to me, that means nothing is in concrete. And if it's not in concrete yet, I mean, if nothing is specifically locked into what it's doing, how can they go ahead and make new sets based off of it? So I think probably the stuff we see six months from now will probably be the first stuff that will reflect the new changes. It's had a little bit of time to start adding in this the new uh, lingo. Maybe a year from now is when we'll really start seeing like the full-on everything. But I think maybe six months from now, you know, maybe the Harley Quinn set in October. I think that's a good. I think that's a good thing, and I think it makes sense why they're waiting until after Worlds to implement the new wording and all that kind of stuff. Not only because it would it would be hard to adapt so quickly, but because if it doesn't start until October, then you know, then you don't need to know it until that's set. So there's no reason to implement it before that. I think you're right. You won't see the full blown effect until a way later set. I think we've seen some of these uh, changes reflected in a couple of dolls, like a couple of pieces, like. I think the wording has been starting to show up. I think it starts showing up as superior foes and maybe a couple of combo powers that they were kind of dealing with. But I know people who've been play testing the rules on their own. Yeah. I know my local groups like, do you want to go try and play those? I, you know, sometimes that's good. You know, you go out there and see how it's going to work and all that. Uh, what are you going to do with the new rules? Are you going to go try and play test them? I'm definitely going to wait because – I mean, if you look back and look at some of these things, you know, with Precision Strike, that wasn't until today. Yet it affects stuff. Energy Explosion wasn't until today. Yeah, so I mean, like, you could, if you were going to, let's say they would have waited until last week to do it, and they would have had the new object stuff and the new outwit stuff, they wouldn't have had the new hypersonic stuff. And that really changes use of objects and carrying and all that kind of stuff. So I definitely think it's important to wait and see all the changes before playtesting it 
because you might get a skewed opinion of like, oh yeah, hypersonic speed is just fine, you know, until you real until you hear about super strength and what super strength can do with it or can't do with it now. So I definitely think it's 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 time right now. It's just time to talk with people online, get, understand the changes the best you can, and then prepare once you everything comes in, then to start play testing a little bit. And it may not even be smart to play test now because you got nationals and worlds to worry about, which is going to be played under a completely different system, basically. And it may actually like confuse. It may confuse you. You know, if you if you get to nationals and you're in the, you're you know in the top four, and you're like, well, dang, I can't use the object in the attack, and then you don't realize until after the game is over, oh, I could. It's just the new rules, you know. So I I, I think I'm just gonna read it and just try to comprehend it for right now. Play the game the way it is right now. Wait until we get a solid date and a solid fix on how this is. I hope they put out the rule book before they actually implement it, so that we can read through it and get very familiar with it. You know what? I, I'm going to go back to the other question because I don't think I answered it. I think there's some flavor of these rules in the Deadpool set, but, you know, I did go back. Since Superior Foes of Spider-Man, and I can't say for Deadpool, but if I look at Superior Foes of Spider-Man and I look at Green Lantern, there's only 10 total figures with Hypersonic. And I don't, I think Spider-Man is one of maybe three or four that have super strength with it. They have not put hypersonic out that much. Maybe they've been having a thought that they're going to downgrade. But, you know, our major hypersonic PC is Superman. <laughs> Which I think we're going to get a bunch of versions in the what if or, yeah, or is it Elseworlds? It's Elseworlds. Elseworlds, oh. yeah. Because, I mean, we've already seen, like, Superman as a basketball player. And I think there's another Superman. So out of, like, five pieces, they showed off two were Superman. But I would hope that they put some flavor of it in these upcoming sets because it's it's really hard to know that this big change is coming and you're having to put this investment in until it gets changed. They knew they were heading in some kind of direction. They put some kind of flavor in the in the sets. Otherwise, when you do make the changeover, are you invalidating every set I buy up until then? So why yeah. you know, why why am I buying? You know, why am I not just sitting here, I'm gonna take this time off until you put out the new stuff? That's true. So, and start even with everybody. So I'm hoping they're putting a little flavor in. And I think I see it. We all hope that they're a proactive and not a reactive. It's not a reactive stance right now, that they've been proactive and had this plan. I did have one last question. Which change do you like the most and why? I can tell you the one I don't like the most. Okay. Uh, that is tiny pieces given a minus one to movement. I know. Yes. I, I love tiny pieces. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think the tiny mechanic is probably my favorite mechanic in the game. I just I love the I love the ability to be able to, you know, just drag them around wherever you go and they can have these cool effects and stuff. And a lot of animals are tiny, which I play a lot of animal theme teams. I just I don't think it makes any sense. So that's probably the one I don't like the most. The one I do like the most is mm, I probably the leadership. Because I really like the unique modifier, the plus one action. I think it's going to allow teams with more pieces to have a slightly bigger advantage over a, a single beat stick tent pole team. And I like the ability to remove a token from a character if they share a keyword, but they're not lower. There's a lot of uh, cool 
instances where that could work out, whether it's Cyclops taking a token off a of Colossus, or like you said, Captain America taking a token off a of Thor. You know, there's a lot of good reasoning for that to be possible. So, but what one thing I would change with that, now that I mentioned that, I would allow leadership to remove a token from a, a higher point character if they shared a named keyboard with them. So like X-Men or Avengers, but like, like a, a random soldier taking it off of a higher soldier doesn't really make as much sense to me. So I'm going to go and tell you the one I like the most is outwit. Mm-hmm. I know it's overpowered, but I just kind of like the cleaning up of outwit and I like outwit yeah. coming back to the forefront. I think outwit's gone away from teams and it, this might bring it back onto you need to back in the day you had to have outwit on your team because otherwise you're in trouble. So now Outwit's back up with the possession people. I think the one I don't like the most, and this is just a personal one, probably Precision Strike, just because it affects Spider-Man so much. Hypersonic, I can I can work around. Precision Strike, I didn't use Energy Explosion that much, and Invincible, oh well. Precision Strike, I don't know. I, th- I think that's a huge change. But Matt, uh, do you want to add anything? It's, it's this mentality that we're not going to stop printing pieces like Nick Fury that say can't use. We're just going to make it so every piece can't says can't use, you know, and we're not going to stop pieces that can pick a power because that's completely bonkers overpowered. We're just going to develop a way to kind of nerf, you know, or counteract pick a power type things. I feel like I would rather have a, a game that they see something that's overpowered and they stop making pieces that have that ability Instead of, we're just going to continue to make these overpowered pieces, you know, they go for $80 on eBay, but we're going to give people some options to counteract them. I I don't really like that way of handling it. I appreciate you uh, joining me on this, and I'll put the podcast out. Like I said, I'm going to break it into two because there's a lot to go over. We had 10 articles to go over. That's a lot to digest. I I loved your insight and all that, and I think think players want to hear it i think we need to as a community just voice some stuff so i appreciate appreciate it matt now you have a good night okay have a good night bye-bye bye this is an add-on to the podcast because after we finished taping the podcast WizKids came out with two more articles that actually deliver significant impact to the game and i wanted to go over those in these podcasts now unfortunately in able to get these in time and not to overextend the length of the podcast I did have to trim some things off the podcast, and one of those was the scenario idea that Matt put out there. Now, the only way I could fit in some ideas he had in scenario is that I had to place it. So right after I asked him the question, there's anything more to add, he had some thoughts right after he he, uh, described his scenario they wanted, which is an uncommon common one that I've done on this podcast before. But he had some thoughts about how what he wished WizKids would do. Now, Matt loves WizKids, loves Heroclix, is a huge supporter of the game, but this was way he wished he would handle stuff in the future. That section there is his thoughts on that. Now, I agree with him. We have talked before. What happened to the bands? Why aren't they banning figures? The figure is overpowered or not costed correctly, especially in a highly competitive meta environment. Why not go ahead and ban it? Ban it from uh, the official tournaments, that will kind of clear stuff up. So that was just his thoughts, and I wanted y'all to hear them. Let's get into the articles. The first article that comes that came out right after we did the podcast was the article on probability control. Now, probability control, me and Matt missed that one. We didn't say probability control. We said range combat expert, close combat expert. 
maybe perplex, but in or maybe phasing teleport. In this case, probability control. And I guess I didn't know how big a power probability control was. I didn't really see how you could get any bigger than when you're going over those pink powers, but this is bigger. Probability control is probably one of the mainstays of competitive environment, the ability to re-roll something. Uh, Mixie gives you a limited probability control. Other figures do that too, but a true prob person allows you to, you know, accomplish more, be able to re-roll different dice. And in this case, what they've done with probability control in the new ruling is they have limited its impact on the game. They have said it can only impact the game in attack rolls and breakaway rolls. You can't use it any other time. Now, this takes away options, and what they're saying is that it speeds the game up. No longer can you use probability control on Blaze Claw's Fangs, on Regen, or on Support. So those powers have now been weakened because of the lack of probability control. Probability control has a very narrow focus, a very attack-oriented, more aggressive focus. It can be used for aggressive stuff, not these passive abilities. Now, to kind of help offset it, they didn't do anything to Blaze Claw Flames or Regeneration, but what they did say about support is a power action. Choose a target adjacent friendly character. This character and the target aren't adjacent to any opposing characters. Roll 2 die 6. Add the result to this character's attack value, and if that is equal to or higher than the target's defense value, roll a die 6. The target is healed of that result, minus 2 result, minimum result 1. This is not an attack. So they've taken support from being an attack. You also get to go against their defensive value, not unmodified. And you can use de- uh, defend to help bring it down and all that. However, it still weakens the ability uh, with them since probability control can't be used. My take on this. It looks like they're trying to streamline some things in the game that can be abused. Choice is a little bit more limited. Do I like this? I'm, I'm going to be honest. This is more of a neutral stance I had. I use probability control, and it might be because I'm a bad player if you don't think I'm a good player because I don't use probability control to its utmost. I really focus probability control on breakaway rolls and attack rolls. I think that's what it's there for. The others, I'm looking to do as much damage as quickly as possible. The big one that hurts is the, lo- the loss of it on Blaze Claw's fangs. The lack of it, its ability to use on that, I thought, ooh, that could cause a lot of problems. However, they kind of fixed it in their next article. So in their next article, they went over tweaks and changes. Um, but before I go into that, I want to point something out. I would say, I'd said in the previous earlier that I hadn't seen a lot of evidence of their move towards this. But if you kind of look at Deadpool right now, Wolverine has the ability to roll a dice that can, he can use for his blade claws, fangs, or regen. And what that tells me is they knew this change for probability control was coming up, and they gave Wolverine a way around it. Also, Dupe has a way to re-roll his power, special power, by use of a headline token. Now, at the time, I thought, well, that's a limiting factor. But I believe now it's a way to add to his playability because they knew which way probability control was going. But those are two pieces of evidence you've probably seen more, but that tells me, okay, they were thinking something ahead, at least with that Wolverine. They wanted to give him the option to re-roll his regen, his blades, claws, fangs, and that's actually a huge trait he has now. Their last one they put out is reader feedback 
and rules tweaks. So they have been listening, and that's important to us as players. It seems like they've heard some outcry, and they are already going ahead and implementing some other changes they had thought or maybe wanted to get out there. So it does seem like there were some bigger changes waiting in the wings, which is kind of scary. Why aren't we doing all of them? But they wanted to move them forward because of the backlash. So one thing they did is they listened to us, and they didn't do this where you're on a, on a heavy object, you got to put a hindering train marker down. They just thought that was way too ambiguous. So what they're saying is that if your line of fire goes through a heavy object, it is hindering train. An otherwise cleared line of fire drawn through a square containing a heavy object becomes hindered. So right there, they cleaned it up with just some word changes. And by doing this, it makes it more simple, more intuitive, and we're, we understand it a little bit better. Yellow, yellow objects, not hindering train, but now red objects are once again hindering train. They help block lines of fire. Characters can go through them. They're not going to stop or have your movement, but when it comes to drawing lines of fire, you can hide behind a red object. doesn't matter if you're on it, behind one square, two squares. As long as that line of fire goes through the heavy object, that's important. So I love that tweak. I thought that was important. They also put in poison. So they went and heard how weak poison had become. They put this new change to it. Poison free. This character hasn't moved or been placed this turn. Deal one damage to an adjacent opposing characters. So as long as they've not been moved or placed, they can do poison. Now, it brings up a very important point. You can make an attack before you do your poison. As long as you don't move or to be placed, so you can't be TK'd, but you can attack and then do poison, which could be important in some ways. Now, Blaze Claw's Fang, what they did with that is they... Allowed you now to roll a die six, deal damage equal to the result instead of normal damage. Minimum result is your printed damage value minus one. So you do take a risk in doing it without probability control, but now you're guaranteed a minimum roll. If you have printed damage of four and you do Blaze Claws Fangs, your, your minimum damage will be three. If you have a three damage, minimum damage will be two. So it's a little bit help on your Blaze Claws Fangs. And it's less risky now regeneration kind of changed a lot instead of doing a die six and then minus two now you just roll it and you take it in half so we have lost the ability to heal up four instead we've replaced a guaranteed heal where we can only go three anyway regeneration now has the maximum of three minimum of one which is important in some figures, but a lot of times I look at figures, and if they have regeneration starting on click five, I think they can go all the way top their dial. That's no longer the case. So do I like that power? Guaranteed? Yes. Limiting? I understand how that why they need to do it. Since they're going to give me a guarantee, every time I roll re- regen, it's a guarantee, and they mitigate the amount of regen, especially since we're not having huge damage dealers with some of the nerfs they've done, the ability to stack some combos. So game's going a little bit longer and so you can't give regen an overpowering of being able to go up four when figures now are going to have some limited damage potential now support also got a small change choose a target adjacent friendly character if this character and the target are adjacent to any opposing characters roll two die six add the result of this character's attack value and if that is equal to or higher than the target's defense value roll a die six one to four heal the target two clicks five Heal the target three clicks. Six, heal the target four clicks. This is not a, an attack. 
So you have a minimum always of healing too. So I think that's important for support. Now that becomes a guarantee, and I love guarantees. My lack of probability control isn't as needed since I now have this guarantee. Now stop clicks also got a new little tweak. When this click is revealed due to damage taken from an opponent's attack, stop turning the dial. When this character would be healed by regeneration or support, it's healed one less click. Important. So that's awesome. Now stop click characters can't overpower the game too because of our limited damage potential. And their last thing I believe they put in here. So they did just what Matt wanted them to. They removed feedback damage altogether. There's no feedback damage. So now the Charles Xavier's, all your mind control clicks have gone up in value. I love that. They must have listened to my podcast. Wait, we've not put it out there yet. They're psychic. (laughs) Anyway, that is awesome. So now we have some mind control and they do not get any feedback damage. And other than that, they pretty much let you know that they're kind of listening to you. So what are my takeaways from this? WizKids is trying to make this game streamlined and listen to the players. Now, it's a hard balancing act, but these this is a promising sign that even though they've put all these rules out, they have not put a lot of this in stone that they can't make minor changes to to help us make the game better. As long as we both work together, this game can become awesome, and that's what I'm hoping they continue to do in these articles. Just continue to tweak and fix, and when we finally get it together and we all kind of understand it, let us go at it. Let us play it for two or three years. Let's see how it goes. Let us adjust. I think players are going to struggle the most in that meta players are going to miss their old combos, and the inability to do stuff they used to do is just going to drive them crazy. They have to relearn the patterns that they have already fixated. Me? I'm going to tell you, I was struggling to learn all these new patterns and these new combos, and this refresher of the rules has really helped me to kind of understand what the game is like right now, which is very important for me going forward at Origins, and where it's going. So my changeover isn't as bad. I do preach, and I said it earlier in the podcast, patience. I do understand where people are coming from. We're getting ready to go into four sets in a little less than six months. That's a huge investment for a lot of us, and a lot of us are collectors. So should we go out there and buy these clicks, even though we don't know if they'll function well in the rules? I think we've seen evidence where they've pulled some stuff that they knew they were going to do, some harsh powers like hypersonic and some poison probability control, where they have kind of tailored figures around that. We just have to be careful. You're going to have to make that decision on your own. Am I going to still collect? Yes. Am I worried that all this money I spend is going to become worthless once these new rules come out? I think I will be worried. And maybe what's going to happen, maybe what I would caution everybody else to do, is kind of look at these sets coming out. Look at how their figures are going together. Kind of have in mind what the rules are saying. And are these figures still broken under the new rules and broken under the old rules? Or are they going to be just as effective? Is it still going to be an effective piece? Not a broken piece, but an effective piece in the new rulings because I want a more fair and balanced game. Some podcasts are saying that the game is going to revert to a smaller meta because of the lack of resources. In my belief, I'm hoping the game will revert to go out there and try different figures. There's a lot of effective figures. There's not they're complicated and it takes a little bit more finesse. However, it doesn't mean that you can't make figures work. They're out there. Go find them. Find your combos. Learn your team. 
Those are important elements in the metagame. And when I watch top players, that's what they're doing. But everybody wants to copy. Everybody wants the easy team. And we're just going to have to buckle down and go do it. And I'm hoping that these rule changes kind of balances the playing field. And it should be an interesting year coming up. Overall impression, good. It's been a good process for me to kind of go through, to kind of remind myself what the rules are like right now and what they could be. Some of the changes I'm not going to like, but I'm not going to like everything. But I'm pretty happy the way the rule set's going. I'm okay with hypersonic going, being hit. I'm okay with outwit going up. I'm okay with Invincible getting a change. I'm okay with the new poison since they've changed it. They said that they are going to update that Spider-Man that I've been complaining about. So woohoo, Whiskey is way to listen. He doesn't decrease the roll due to precision strike during a range attack. Increase the result of the roll by plus one. So he just got better against precision strike. That Spidey who they nerfed with hypersonic, the 049 uh, superior foes of Spider-Man, they nerfed him. Now he got stronger against precision strike. Now, how much precision strike is going to be out there? I don't know. How much precision strike is going to be on meta teams? I don't know. Maybe not much. But now he has the ability to really up his his potential. And you know what? From range, he got a lot better. Now he succeeds in three, four, five, six. He is going to find a way on his team. I'm going to really look at him. Under the new rules, that Spider-Man could be a really good piece. He's got perplexed. He can do a four damage, which is as much as Jakeem does on a hypersonic. He does have super strength, and he can, he's can. he got willpower. Traded super senses, let's go for it. Try to build that team around 100 points. I think he'll be cost-effective. But that is my take on these new rulings. And I wanted to go to Malcolm's, or the man from Japan's, questions. And his number one is, which areas of the new rules you think they got it right or almost right? Nobody's going to like this, but I like hypersonic. I thought they got hypersonic right. Uh, I actually like the new changes to regen and support, even though they came as a afterthought. And actually, I like the new poison. I think it, it becomes a little bit more aggressive. I say aggressive. I just now I don't have to wait for the beginning of the turn. And one of my best, what I think one of the best things they did was clarify beginning of the turn, action phase, clear phase, end of turn. I love that. So if I'm going to say that, I think they got that stuff right. Which parts they made that made it worst? Energy explosion. Energy explosion. Not being on a combo now. I think it's more of a finesse play. It's going to have a little bit more... It's going to be dependent upon the character you get. They will have to start. Now, Electro kind of points to in Superior Foes of Spider-Man that they knew they were going this way. But like I said in that podcast, I think energy explosion took the biggest hit and probably precision strike. They can make changes to other stuff to keep Precision Strike as good as it was. I don't like the single target. I wish it had been multiple target. I think that's where they messed up, and it made it kind of worse. And Energy Explosion, that has just been a power they've never been able to get right. I was there when they just did Splash Damage, and Splash Damage was one. So you had to count how many people got splashed to get up their damage total to now the Lightning Bolts and... I don't know. I think it's a messy power, and you're going to have to figure out how to how to do it best. So I think those two were made worse. And what parts did they not change they should have, and what should have been the change? Okay, Leap Climb is the power that is useless. 
Matt said it, but it, there's no use to it. Frogman has it, and he just kind of gets around with it. But with the new object rules and improved movement on hindering terrain of, on a lot of figures, why do you need hindering terrain for it? For, for the attack on elevation? Leap Climb needs something. It needs a permanent pounce feat, kind of like Chipmunk Hunk does. To me, Leap Climb represents Spider-Man jumping up and coming down on somebody. As in the beginning game, it was very useful getting around on hindering terrain and attacking different elevations to be able to movement. Now it's not needed. So I, I believe Leap Climb either needs to give you some positives in movement, like a Leap Climb should allow you to like do a Leap Climb power action, which allows you to... I would just put, like, when you move, you ignore terrain. But for a power action on Leap Climb, you can move uh, three squares and hit someone with a plus one to damage and maybe a minus one to attack, something like that maybe to balance it. I don't know. I think that would give Leap Climb some advantages. You know, you can imagine Spider-Man Center just jumping up and coming down on somebody. Now, it's a hard to hit, so that's why I give it a minus one to attack, but it brings all of his momentum so then that's why I give it a plus one to damage. Kind of a modified pounce feet. I give it a little bit more than sidestep and movement, but not allow the person to move their entire length because then charge isn't as good. Uh, I wouldn't allow an object in the attack, and you can't carry anybody. So it would be kind of a modified hypersonic. So that's the change I would m- make and l- love hearing these questions. So i'm done i'm glad that you listened thanks for being patient and getting through these two episodes my i'll have a normal episode next time i'll be working on it midweek this week and i'm hoping to get it out this weekend thanks for listening note that matt wasn't able to join me during this podcast for this add-on because of his mother's health and him going to wrestlemania tonight so i wanted just to send a thank you to matt and i wish he would have been able to help out but with his mother's struggles i do understand and wrestlemania is such a hard thing to miss Uh, My thoughts and prayers go out to Matt and hope that his mother's health struggles kind of lighten up and he's able to continue it. And I know everyone else out there is wishing him for his mother to get better. Thanks. Thank you for listening to HeroClix Borderlands. Please email your comments and questions to lostinclicks at gmail.com. That is L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Or contact me on HC Realms under the ID of Colossus TN. Like our Facebook page. You can search on Facebook by typing in at HeroClix Borderlands, all one word. Please rate and review the podcast under iTunes. Love to hear your new WKO ideas and teams. And next week, we should have a normal-sized episode. Hope you enjoyed our giant-sized episode where we discussed the rules. Thank you. And remember, always keep rolling double sixes.